Welcome to the Gear Slum, your one-stop shop for all things guitar culture nonsense. I'm Aaron. I'm Phil. And I'm Cole. When our powers combine, we are Captain, Captain Planet. Captain Planet. He's our hero, gonna take pollution down to zero. He's our powers, magnified, and he's fighting, fighting for the, the planet, planet side. Go planet. Powers. Go. Pl- yeah, you got heart. Good. Which is the one people forget. Earth. It's the one that stops. Earth, wind. That's the one that wind stops. and fire. <laughs> Earth, wind, fire. Water. Those are the three I care about. Earth, water, and heart. Oh, you said earth. But heart is like sounds dumb, but it's actually really cool. No. You control animals. <laughs> no Earth, heart planet. is the stupid stupidest one. You control dumb. animals. This is a song about a unicorn. I'm singing it for David Jote and Rain for Co. Schneider. By the way, you guys both owe me two dollars and twenty-seven and a half cents. Thank you very much. Yeah. Speaking of Pay sponsors, up, Phil. Speaking of tell sponsors. us about our sponsor today. All right, tonight's sponsor is Helix. Do you want to create a website for your home business or other pet project, but find all the web design services out of there too out there too limiting? Are you fluent in HTML, but just need that extra something to push your programming over the edge? Then Helix is the service for you. Helix is the perfect monthly subscription service for anyone who is skilled at programming but just needs an extra set of eyes watching over your shoulder. Just go to their website at helix.com to start your two-year trial for the first month free. That's H-E-L-I-X-X-X.com. And use the coupon code SLUMMIX with three X's. (laughs) SLUMMIX with three X's. (laughs) Yeah. So this is cool, Helix. I'm glad we have them on board. Thank you, Helix, for sponsoring us. Helix 666. Ooh, Helix 6666. So we're podcasting right now, obviously, but I'm also um, (laughs) live streaming. Obviously. On our Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, he obviously is. So the people who are watching me right now will be hearing this later. Um, and the people who are hearing this now much later may have watched me earlier. We don't have a script, by the way. I'm answering questions. This is not going to work out. In case, in case that wasn't <laughs> obvious. In case that wasn't obvious. <laughs> I can see myself on the computer. This is really awkward. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hang up now. So if you're watching me live stream. No, no, Aaron, you need to podcast. Okay. You give up on the live I streaming. Am- and continue with that's the podcast. That's what I said. That's what I said. If you're watching me live stream, I'm going to hang that up now. Okay, good. And just focus on the podcasting. Aaron, you have to ch- choose us, not them. They are us. Goodbye, my loves.
<laughs> I don't know how to end this. All right, carry on. I think I said that to. Uh, did anyone? Did anyone watch it? The... Yeah, I had four live viewers. Nice. <laughs> four but... live. Man, that's big time. <laughs> I can't end. It won't let me end. Oh. You okay, just then finish. just ignore them. You just click finish. It's not that hard. All right. Oh. That's good. So anyway, it's been a long time, guys. How was your week? Phil, oh, how do so you feel? Good. How do you feel now that you're officially halfway done with uh, student teaching? Um, so good. Yeah, me too. I had a great week. My observation went really well. Um, I have my new pedals <laughs> that just came in last week and I've been playing with them for a few days. So it's good. You know what I learned uh, from what one of my you... students today? Uh, no. Uh, I don't. Do not. Okay, I'll tell you. So no. they had uh, homecoming. Okay. This I thought last you were going to say the other thing. And um, I learned a phrase that I didn't know was a thing. And that is grind train. I did not know that's a thing. And... I'm sad gonna, that I thought you were going to say the other thing that you learned about, and I'm glad you didn't. That's what I thought he was going to say too. Nope. This so one tell is us, still, still pretty what's bad. What's a grind train? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I can guess what it is, but what you can imagine is exactly what it is. That's awesome. That sounds, that sounds fun. Yeah. So my senior said, "This is what my senior said." Homecoming was fine. Until the freshman started a grind train. <laughs> the Ugh. freshman. And then I said, uh. what's a never mind? And then they all laughed. <laughs> and oh my I gosh. just stared at my shoes and shook my head for a solid 20 seconds. I can't. That is awful. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of the most diplomatic way I can say this, but like... <laughs> When I was in high school, <laughs> yeah. everything everything down there was kind of on a hair trigger. It was just uh, right, right. How just kind of waiting for it, waiting for any opportunity to present itself. You know, like I don't know how yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I, I'm going to guess I, that it doesn't. I, I'm going to guess that that's part of the point. Yeah, that. <laughs> ugh. That's, that's. Do you have spectators, Phil? Yeah. Um. Yes. There. A, a, a couple women leaving the uh, RC Willie. You should and... ask them what their thoughts are on grind trains. <laughs> Quick question. Man... Would you like to take a survey? We've got a man on the street. Excuse me. I'm recording a podcast right now. <laughs> About guitars. <laughs> About gear. <laughs> what Would kind you like of to gear? Buy some gear. Some gear. So yeah. that's so, yeah. funny. Um, so what happened to me today is, while I was teaching, everyone wants to know this, is I had a hiccup. No, no, no. I didn't have a hiccup. My voice cracked, which it often does because I talk a lot. My voice cracked, and then I said, like, semi-quietly. I don't know why I said this because I never say it. I said, bless my heart. 
just such a dumb thing to say. <laughs> That's pretty dumb. Why did you say? <laughs> I don't know. And so then they laughed at you. No, then this this girl in the front row was like, "Oh, that's so adorable." It's like, "Oh gosh, it's so stupid." <laughs> Which is when I realized that I'm an old person to them. Yeah. Like to college kids, but I'm an like... old person. <laughs> Not just high schools. Like I knew I was old to high school kids, but when you realize that you're old to college students, it's it's kind of sad. Yes. Teacher Teachers have the same problem as people who are on the radio for long periods of time or podcasts where it's like anyone who talks for like hours on end is going to say some stupid stuff. Say, yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's going to happen whether you like it or not, you know, Yeah. like you I don't talk it. to that many people in the course of a day, you know, but <laughs> your mistakes get amplified or something. I bless my own heart. That's good. It's you should good. bless your heart. I do. Lord bless my heart. Um, so what's good? Oh, here's one thing I want to talk about. Um, it's been they've been kind of announced for a little while, but um, we talked about like the new fenders. I think right the offsets. Um, did we a little bit talk about those? Did we? Uh, I don't yes, think we did but, actually. Oh well, we we had them. But have you guys seen the new um, the new Gibson lineup for 2017? Have not. You haven't. Is it as awesome as the? Uh, um, it's not before? as awesome, but it's kind of cool. So, one of the things that's new is they have this new line. Um, they have an SG and uh, a Les Paul. They call them custom special, and the SG is like five hundred, and the the Les Paul is like five ninety nine, but they're like bare bones, like wrap wraparound bridge and like um open pickups and stuff but they actually look really cool i think but i guess a lot of people don't like them like they think they're ugly so i was just curious what you guys thought but if you haven't seen them the less ball custom special no that was the one that somebody posted in 60 cycle hum and it looks like uh like a prs vela kind of it kind of does but it's like it's flat like the regular special, right? But it has like yeah, a little, has. has like a top contour, like an arm cut almost. It has an arm contour, and then it has like a big pick guard, like almost. It's almost like an old Tele Deluxe pick guard. Yeah, like all the um, controls are pick guard mounted rather than like through the body. So the back of the body is just flat. So everything is top loaded instead of back loaded like a regular. And even the, in, even the input jack is mounted in the pick guard, kind of like on a like right. on a Jazzmaster or something like that. Yeah. Oh. But then the other thing that I that's cool about it is they have it has like a raw maple neck rather than like usually yeah. they're coated, you know, usually. So it's like it's got like a it's not I don't think it's raw, but it's like a satin finished neck, but it it looks like the wood, the maple. So I, it's kind of a cool like concept. Yeah, it's a pretty I stark like, like difference because it's a set neck still, so it kind of looks weird. Uh, but it's yeah, it's it kind of cool. does. It's different. Like this is the kind of stuff they should have been doing in 2015 instead of like forcing the robot tuners on everyone. It's like they still make a standard and a studio and all the other stuff. But if you yeah, want this yeah. weird thing, you can get it. You know, and it's a cool price. Like you could, it's a price where people could. Yeah, that's not like a, that that's like not an in yeah. 
It's yeah, not a like, doctor lawyer price. Like I feel, I wish Gibson made more stuff in the sub, su- like less than a thousand, like between seven, like six to seven hundred range, um, but still good. Yeah. I feel like that stuff would do really well because I don't know. I just don't. The one thing they do, it's called Epiphone. No, but like like oh, a USA God. stuff. So these are like they're USA made guitars, but they're just yeah, you know accessible yeah i, feel like power I think it's, it's cool looking a usa made guitar like that seems crazy it really does look like a prs though when you look at it it kind of does. does to me at least i think the body does but the neck because it still has like that yeah, super flat like the really wide gibson yeah. neck the headstock's kind of stupid looking that wraparound it's bridge a- that's one I like the way that the wraparound bridges on PRS's look. Mm. This one looks like it has too many moving parts, you know. Yeah, what I moving can't parts really are there if it's a wraparound bridge. There's compens so, there's compensation on every string. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Is there though? It looks like it. Because some, some uh, wraparound yeah, bridges so. is like Screw. one piece of metal. But then it yeah, also that's has what like... I like because it's like yeah, this is like a full bridge. Hmm. So this it has intonation screws for every. St- it's basically like a like a tunematic with. Yeah. It's, yeah. But it also around. has like set screws on either post too. So yeah. Not like up and down, but like so you can change the angle of it of the whole bridge. Yeah, for like the overall mm-hmm. intonation kind of thing. Yeah. Just. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's cool because this. This is the kind of stuff where it's like, yeah, you have more options, but if you like the other stuff, then more power to you, you know. Right. Instead of throwing random technology on everything. Yeah, the one thing they got right in 2015 was doing hard cases on every guitar, though. That was mm. that was cool. I wish they would offer them as an option because a lot of like this, for example, so like a flat top Les Paul or something like this where the neck angle might be a little bit different. Yeah, it, it probably won't fit in a normal Les Paul case, or it won't fit snugly, you know. Yeah, that's true. So I think these like had, if you had the option of bag, but yeah, so like if you had the option to pay an extra hundred bucks and get an actual like form fitted hard case, I think that would be cool. It could be cool. Mm. It'd be cool. <laughs> a while. I don't know. Oh man, I've never owned that a stretch. By the way, hmm? I've never owned a Gibson. I own a knockoff Gibson. Do you? What is it? No, I no idea. It's one of I mean, the first. What, is, I mean, what body shape is it? Oh, it's like the standard Les Paul. Um, oh, okay. I bought it off of a dude on Craigslist many moons ago um, mm-hmm. because I wanted to I wanted a project and so I, I was looking on Craigslist for like a month Just I was thinking I'm, I just want something that's under $20 because I want to try to like strip it down and build it up and I know I'll, I'll end up spending some money on parts and stuff, but the 
I, if I, if it goes horribly wrong, I don't want it to be like this massive investment, you know? Yeah. So, um, finally found one like 20 bucks. Okay, good. Um, it wasn't too far for me. And, uh, I go to pick it up and the guy goes, yeah, it was my son's. And he went away to college and I'm trying to clean out his room into a gym. And, uh, so I'm just trying to get rid of his, all of his stuff. And I asked him, Hey, what do you want me to do with this guitar? And he's like, I don't care. So I'm just trying to get rid of it. And, uh, the thing is, it was like goop, like goopy, thick, green glitter paint all over the body and all over the headstock. Thankfully not on the neck, but it was like, I I say goopy because I don't know what else to call it. It was like lumpy and just, it it was like so thick on, on the body. And I was like, okay, this will be cool. You know, I'll strip a guitar for the first time. It was (laughs) such a pain. Yeah, it sounds oh, like a such a pain. pain. Yeah, it dude, took forever. That sounds awful. <laughs> and then I, but then I, I finally got it off, and then I stained it, and um, uh, and then the other stuff was fun, like doing, you know, um, pots and wiring and pickups and stuff. Yeah, did you replace yeah, everything yeah. on it? Um, no, I replaced most of the pots. It was original switch, um, and uh, I replaced. At first, I bought a um, a conversion from uh, uh, GFS to do a um, to change a. Uh, it was I, I like. Who knows why this part exists, but it was specifically to, to put a Tele bridge pickup in. Oh yeah, in a, a humbucker Les route. Paul body. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. So um, I had I had the Tele pickup, so I was like, oh, I should put and and one of the pickups in the guitar wasn't working, so I was like, meh. So I I did that. Um, oh, and actually, here's the funny thing. I, I did that right when I right when I started listening to 60 cycle hum and I joined the group and um, on all the forums I said <laughs> I posted hey am I crazy for doing this is this a stupid idea and I posted that on like four different groups and all the groups were like you're an idiot that's stupid why would you do that to a Les Paul <laughs> and then it, Except in uh, except on sixty, everybody was like, "That's awesome, do it." <laughs> so I was like, "Okay, these seem like the only. This is like the only normal group because all these other guys are idiots. First of all, this isn't a Les Paul. You know, this isn't freaking sacrilege. Yeah. Like, it's not like a thousand dollar guitar. Like, it's a piece of junk, literally a piece of junk that I that I am salvaging." It was someone's garbage. And, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> and I am like 
grabbing everything that I've got laying around and sticking it together to make it into a functioning guitar. And the, the, I, I don't remember. There were like, there were like five or six people on 60 that were like, yeah, dude, do it. That'll be cool. Let us know how it sounds. And every other group was like, go do it. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> you do that to a list, Paul. <laughs> yeah. I think it, the group is, changed oh a little bit with getting like people in from there but um it's it is one of the fewer like they have way less group think than a lot of other groups in there yeah and they're less judgmental mm-hmm. well I, but it's like no i mean there's because see there's still there's still judgment right it's just it's just shifted to like what what the three of us would consider more normal <laughs> Yeah, like it's judging people for not getting a good enough flip or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. You're an idiot if you sold that for so little money when you could have sold it for this much money. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I think um, the, the great thing about that group is like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go for it. I was just gonna say the cool thing about it is like you could not define like an average sixty cycle hum rig, you know? Yes, like, you, that's true. You could define like a stereotypical dubs rig or like whatever but in that group it's or like even a metal rig or something like that. yeah yeah but there's guys in there playing prs and there's guys playing squires and guys with like three thousand dollar custom stuff and everything in between and some gals too which is fun yeah not in that way not in like a creepy way but in, the <laughs> Too way, late. Of, in a way of it's having really fun some some diversity really fun. is fun it's so fun. No friend requests. <laughs> I will not be friend requesting. Oh my gosh. Hey, ladies in 60 Cycle Hum, stop trying hey, to friend request. <laughs> there really are very few girls in 60 Cycle Hum, which is. I can think of you know, two, three. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of wives. Yeah. No, I can think and, of uh, like one that one that comes to mind is lives. one that comes to mind is Juliet Bell because she posts on a lot of groups, but it's uh-huh. funny because she doesn't post a ton. But whenever she does, it's like always very like informative and useful, you know. Yeah, like she's she knows smart. her stuff really well. Yeah, which um, you know, the other one is Meg. Oh yes, Meg Leaf. I bought a pedal from her. Yeah. yeah. She's always she's friends with Ryan and Steve, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's local to San Diego. Um for a while she was posting a lot of stuff about like engineering things that she was taking like electronics classes. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which I wish I knew anything about that and I don't. So I'm always cool. I'm always cool. I don't know. I wonder like I wonder <laughs> what it is about my heart. <laughs> like I wonder what it is about the guitar culture that that skews it so heavily towards men. And I think part of it is because a lot of like a lot of guitarist rocker people are like chauvinist a-holes. Yeah, for sure. I think part of it is cool. I think, I think it it has to do with your same assessment of what uh, the, the same that dudes that, post pictures of their guns right like 
Yeah. And you, you've said, you know, like that you are not anti-gun in the least, but that the idea of being the person who's like, Hey, look at these guns that I have. <laughs> like yeah. that that's a certain kind of person. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and I, I think it's, it's, there's a lot, there's a big overlap between the kind of guy that goes, Hey, check out this picture of the guns I have. And the same, the, the same kind of mentality goes with guitar gear. In, yeah, totally. Um, in a lot of respects, not, it's not exclusive. It's not like a 100% transfer, but there's a lot of similarities between the same kind of mindset. Totally. You know? And especially when people are like, Hey, check out my sexy new guitar. Isn't she great? Yeah. I need to come up with a name for her. So weird. And it's like your guitar isn't a woman. Anyways, no, that that's one of my pet peeves. I, I know that we, that we all share that pet peeve, but shared. I share it. Yeah. Um, you shared it. Did you like it I, first? And then I share liked it? it. And then I shared it. So I'm okay. set. I'm free of the curse. <laughs> Did you share with friends only or did you share publicly? No, I publicly shared it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, so uh, you asked about, you, you mentioned that you've never owned a Gibson. Yeah. The first Gibson that I owned was a Les Paul special, like a nine, it was a 1999. It was all black. It was actually a cool looking guitar. Um, I got it for 350 bucks. And then I traded it to a guy for uh, that green sparkle Tele custom that I had. Mm. And the guy that I traded it to is the guitarist for Candlebox. <laughs> have I have I told that story before? No. No. I only. Do you guys remember uh, Candlebox? Like Wait, sing, sing I remember a the Candlebox song. Oh crap! What is there? What is their popular song? Yeah, that's always a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. She's no, going the distance. She's going for I always, speed. I mix She's them up with alone. like No, that's cake. I mix them up with Silver Chair for some reason. Ooh, Silver Chair. Uh give us I didn't like Silver Chair. He's going away to your fat boy. Hey boy, boy. Yeah. we till tomorrow. Oh, okay, so let's see here. Far behind yeah. was, far behind was Candlebox's big song. I don't know that song. So let's Crap, see. Cole, I just realized, and this was last week's episode, wasn't it? Oh man, <laughs> I had a, I was gonna, I was ready to make all kinds of. I wanted to make a bunch of Creed jokes about your the PRS that you wanted to buy. Mm. <laughs> you missed it. How did I forget? How did I forget to make those jokes? Okay, okay. Let's pretend that you're saying uh, guys. Phil was going to take us higher. Yeah, I just wanted to sing random Creed songs because you were talking about this blue <laughs> Paul Reed Smith with <laughs> the subtle flame top. Speak. Speaking of which, there is a there's a who's the guy from Creed? Uh, Scott something Scott. Yeah. So there's Michael there's a Scott. Tremonti and and an ESP that have been on KSL. So like uh, KSL has a renew feature where after three weeks you can just hit renew and it just pushes it back up to the top. 
and it's literally been on there since 2014. Uh, a PRS Tremonti and then this like high-end uh, ESP, I think. Um, and he just keeps on refreshing him. The best part is like the pictures have like <laughs> the time, like the date stamp on them, you know, like old cameras did. Ooh, and yeah. It says, and sure enough, it says 2014 on there. Can you? And they're like taking in the me higher. <laughs> For that synced up perfectly. I like to play that song at Guitar Center when I'm trying out when I'm messing with guitars. I don't I don't really? know how to play that song. Do you like do you power I don't know how to like play really it wide? either. No. I would. Okay, Phil. So the yeah. the Candlebox song is that okay. uh uh let's see here. What's the what's the easiest part to sing? Uh it's called Far Behind. So far and, uh, away. That's fuel. Leave love bleeding it's like, in my But head. I did it in a way. No, it's the one that's like, and may oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to treat you treat oh so, you bad. so bad. Treat you oh so yeah. bad. Did you know that, that album went quadruple platinum in 1993? Are you, are you good? <laughs> but, you just yeah, pulled that so right like, off the top of your noggin, didn't you? I just knew that. So this yeah. this guy came to my house and uh and the guitar wasn't in tune and I was like, Oh, I don't have a tuner. Sorry, he's like, No, I'll tune it and everything. And he started playing and I was like, Oh, you're really good. And he's like, Yeah, I do this for a living. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. You know. Whoa, like, he was you, in your house? He, yeah, like he came well in my garage. I don't let him inside Whoa. my home. He did what in your garage? And he was like, yeah, I actually, and he was like, I actually play with this band called Candlebox. And I was like, what? Like the Candlebox? But then it was the same thing where it was like, it was like, I know that Candlebox was a big band back in the nineties, but like, I can't, I can't think of any of their songs off the top of my head. And I was like, oh yeah, definitely dude. That's totally my favorite band. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> pretty much so. like, one of the so greats. That's my claim to like, fame. So in my mind. So I had it listed. I had it listed for sale for five hundred dollars, and uh, he he traded me for that that uh, Tele Deluxe or Tele Custom. I always get those mixed up. But um, and then he listed it for sale a few months later for like nine hundred dollars. It's like, and did he put like owned by whatever? Uh, yeah, no. owned by, exactly. Guys, I'm famous. But right now he's selling these amps. Have you heard of Top Hat amps? uh-huh no oh you have should i have yeah i have so he's um, selling... they look like they're, they're like... super they're super expensive i don't know where i've seen them but yeah, i so... know i've seen them so yeah they have like road cases and everything and uh but he's selling them for like 20 2500 a piece like they're his Anyways. amps or he's like a dealer? Yeah, they're his amps that he's been touring with okay. for years and he's selling them now. I yeah. think they're like AC30. They're like boutique AC30s basically. Yeah, I think so. Um, I Gosh, I'm trying to think of where I saw where them. These models I are. Remember. 
Yeah, I feel like that's kind of everyone's, or at least it was like a few years ago, everyone had to do an AC-30. Like that was the thing. And then they do other stuff too. It, but I mean, I guess there's either yeah. amp companies are either like Fender amps or Marshall amps or or Vox amp style, right? Originally, and then they kind of branch out. But I, don't I know. guess, yeah. I mean, it it, it seems, seems like, like deluxe it, reverb. You yeah, see more deluxe sorry. reverb clones than almost anything, right? But maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's just, just in certain scenes. Like I guess because the AC circuit is so popular in like praise and worship in like the last few years that yeah everyone in that scene like all the big boutique stuff was that to you i guess yeah like the dc30 was like a big deal and like the bad cat stuff is all like foxy but i don't know is the bad cat stuff all marshall no the bad cat stuff is was like vox too so as far as i know okay. The guy who started Bad Cat was like one of the guys who started Matchless. And then he like left or got fired or something and then started Bad Cat. What? And now that same guy is gone again from Bad Cat and he just started a new thing <laughs> called like Blackwing, I think, Blackwing Amps. Black Wang? <laughs> yeah, Black Wing. W I N G. Oh. Oh. Nice. Um, hey, so we got a bunch of topic ideas. Should we go through some of them? Oh yeah, let's look at our at our group at the Gear Slum yeah. on Facebook.com. Facebook.com slash group slash six zero two six four seven seven zero nine nine one four five zero eight. We'll get you there. Apparently. For those. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just search the gear For slum. Those typing it manually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Josh Marmon says, what's your favorite and least favorite television theme music? Um, probably one of my favorites is Friday Night Lights, just because I love that show so much. But um, all the music on that yeah, show is from Explosions in the Sky, which is cool. Yeah, I I remember I actually heard of them on my mission, which you don't listen to music <laughs> kind of listen to them for like another 18 months or something <laughs> no seriously so i bought the albums because i i didn't know if it was gonna be like i didn't know if it was like a local thing or whatever mm. um like montreal has a huge music scene but obviously explosions in the sky are from like texas um yeah but yeah that that's like i listened to them like so much when i first got back from my mission nice. one of my favorite bands yeah they're, they're really good cool. studying music too yeah yeah um i also like um i'm trying to think of like good like have you did you watch better Simpsons. call Saul? I uh, didn't. it had like a pretty cool weird musical intro you mean like cooler than breaking bad did yeah way cooler no way yeah it's really cool blasphemy no it's it's like an actual song but it's like this weird kind of um the the thing the only thing I can think of is like it's it reminds me of um oh gosh what's that band called who also they did the theme song or they used their music for the theme song for Kids in the Hall oh okay um, Mike Watt is the I bass player oh the Minutemen so it it's kind of like that this weird like punk vibe but not really but I don't know you'll have to listen to it but yeah the Better Call Saul theme is really cool. 
Okay, mine are. Nice. I've got a, a really wide spread here. Okay, nice. I've got. I've heard that about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go uh, the newer Battlestar Galactica. Okay. And then I'm going to stretch over way, way over to Portlandia, Port, the Portlandia theme song. I, think, I just watched an episode of that today, but I cannot like hear the theme song in my head. Oh, I freaking love it. <laughs> I like the the dream of the 90s. Well, that's a good song, too. But <laughs> but no, that that's not the one I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the the... I can't remember who it's by. I used to know. But so... Um, oh, yeah. No, no, no. I do know it's the one. It's like kind of vibey. Yes. So um, we this guy that rents a room in our house, um, He's he has um, hearing problems. He has hard of hearing. So we always had the captions on. And I was watching that today with the captions on. And it said like something uh, <laughs> ambient chill wave music. <laughs> Yeah, really? That's what it called it? Okay. Yeah, chill wave. <laughs> like, geez. Like, I ran those like, subtitles. Even, even the subtitles are hipster on that show. Yeah. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and he's like, like pretty uh, up on the music scene there. And your hard of hearing uh uh house housemate is like watching it. He's like he reads that and he's like, Oh, all right, cool. That's cool. Yeah, totally yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Chill wave. Dude, Battlestar okay. Galactica, how many... so good. Okay, how many snacks? What's the are worst? Too, how many snacks are too many snacks to eat at band practice? Oh, are we still talking theme music? <laughs> no, we can move on. How many how snacks, many snacks are too many snacks at band practice? Um, it on what snacks they are, I guess. I don't well, usually okay. eat a lot of snacks because I, I sing and I end up. I have a lot of songs where I have to sing really high and loud and I end up kind of, <laughs> if I eat too much stuff, it messes up my voice. So Don't get bloated. I feel like there's no such thing as too many snacks that it, the only limit should be, is it getting in the way of you practicing? Right. Exactly. Like there's, so, yeah. so depending cool. on what you do in the band and like, if you know, like, okay, we're practicing 10 songs tonight. You know, we're running through Saturday set like a dress rehearsal type kind of deal. And uh, I'm the saxophone player and I don't do anything <laughs> for the first four songs. <laughs> well, then yeah. go ahead. Eat your freaking Cheetos. Who cares? But just have your care. mouth clean before you're saying your read. Your read is going to get all orange if you eat Cheetos well, right before you're playing the saxophone. though. But if if I'm the if I'm the singer of the band, I don't care if his mouthpiece gets all crudded up with Cheeto sauce. <laughs> I just care that he comes in on his part. I was in a band for a while and I feel like every time we practiced we would take a break in the middle and like go to 7-Eleven and buy snacks and then come practice more. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like weird that that band didn't hit it big. Yeah. <laughs> we would so, practice for like three hours at a time. So, are you guys uh, familiar with the band Pennywise? Yes, my brother. Actually, I'm actually considering going to see them tomorrow night. My oh, brother really? was roommates with a guy who used to be roommates with 
the guys from Pennywise. <laughs> okay, well, so uh, they are from uh, the South Bay, which is where I used to live when I was in high school, yeah. um, which is not – there's a San Francisco South Bay, and I'm referring to the Los Angeles South Bay. Uh, yeah, I know them and, well. Um, so really quick before you continue. Yes. yes. Every If you ever go to a Ducks game, like the Anaheim Ducks, uh-huh. when they score a goal, they play bro him. Okay, yeah. And instead of saying, whoa, everyone says goal. Okay. Along with a song. So like the whole place yeah. erupts and things. It's really fun. <laughs> okay. Goal. <laughs> goal. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so they um, – I th- I don't remember if the story is that um, the main dude, the big guy, is it Dexter is his name? No, Dexter is think... the dude from um, – I know you're talking about, but it's not Dexter. Dexter is the guy from the the offspring, right? Okay, well, uh, I – okay, who whoever the – Whoever the big the big dude from uh, Pennywise, I can't remember if he recorded his album at this uh, recording studio and then Fletcher. bought it afterwards. Fletcher, yeah. there it is. Yes, um, but there's a recording studio that was like a mile from my house, mm. and um, and like adjacent to the recording studio was this super awesome hole in a wall Mexican food nice. place. Um, it had super awesome al pastor. Oh, oh my gosh, it's so good. Pastor. So, um, they were <laughs> open. No, no, no. Well, I I didn't hang out there. I just I found it because I was like, man, this place is awesome. It's right by my house, and it's open till three in the morning. And I was like, why are they open till three in the morning? Well, I guess I learned later. Because a buddy of mine recorded his album at that studio, and he said, "Oh yeah, all those guys are there all the time, and because there's musicians like recording there all the time, they're these guys are stay in business, Just like from the bands. by being <laughs> yeah being open late because they're coming and going like yeah, yeah crazy at, hours you know <clears throat> r- random times, and um, so there's all like there's always people in there." And I never met him or anything, but um, a buddy of mine uh, got a job at that studio and um, did his album there and and everything. And he was like, "Oh yeah, dude, they're like they did most of their albums in that studio." And then uh, you know, whatever. So I'm sure that that studio and um, and then they also had like recording rooms. Or not recording rooms, but like a practice practice rooms. rooms, like yeah, that you can like rent out or whatever. Yeah, like rehearsal like, space. I, yeah, rehearsal space. Yeah, so I can't imagine like the you know how the rehearsal spaces usually they just like carpet like everything. Yeah, I can't like I'm I'm picturing. I never went in there, but I'm picturing like everything just kind of stained with salsa <laughs> and guacamole, <laughs> right? Because that's funny. You get your burrito. Hopefully, and then you it's get... only stained with that. 
Here's a good question. Which okay. of your co-hosts Let's are move you on. secretly jealous of? Uh Well, I guess I'm I guess I'm secretly jealous of Cole because everyone seems to think so highly of him <laughs> in the uh in the three-way contest. Yeah, that is that oh, yeah, the very first him. well necessarily the goal with that it's not necessarily the the highest praise you know it's not i would say um, it is i'm secretly yeah. jealous of cole too because he's gets all the good flips salt lake city he finds so many good, good flips i have been very lucky with flips for sure but i haven't been i haven't been as uh proactive lately as i used to be proactive this episode is actually sponsored by Proactive yeah, as well. <laughs> We're going to have Jessica Simpson come and do a, a plug for us. Here's a good company okay, so, from a good company. A good question from Jonathan Michael Diaz. Now nah, let's skip that one. I don't want to talk. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, is it buying says, is buying used gear supporting the company? Yeah, is it? I think it is. Sort of. I don't I don't think it is. It's a stretch. I mean <laughs> like how, well, how is it supporting them? It depends on who you money are. for it. Like if you're really famous and you buy it and you have it on your and people are seeing it, then I guess in that way it could be, but if you're just a random person, then probably yeah. not. But it's what a I want to know is I mean, who's obviously. buying new pedals? Who's doing this? Yeah. I don't I, know anyone. Well, I mean, I'm sure I do. We both, we both bought new Pelotars. That's true. So I guess we are the people. <laughs> but yeah, I don't like the thought. Never crosses my mind of like, oh, there's this new, there's this pedal I want to get. I'll go see it. You know, I'll go buy it at Amazon or Guitar Center or something. Yeah. Well, I guess like I would. Just I only think about it my if mind. the pedal itself is like new. So I would never think to go buy like a a Boss reverb unit new you know like oh i should yeah. try to find this pedal that's readily available for like 60 percent of the Used original price significantly cheaper yeah yeah <laughs> go find it new <laughs> but yeah i like buying new okay so too. how about so so josh marman had another josh question marman. that was um I don't know if I totally understand it, but he's basically talking about for a while there, it seemed like everyone's boards would, were just a bunch of Strymon and JHS or like a bunch of, I saw that everyone had very similar. I like this question. Everyone had very similar boards that were populated with a lot of the same pedals. And now it's like people are, the goal is to like have more obscure pedals. um, Yeah. That not everyone knows what they are. Is that true? Do you guys see that happening? I, it's not true for me. I, and, and the only reason is, um, because I'm, I'm too cheap to think like that. And so (laughs) the way I always think is before I get myself like revved up on buying something like the prerequisite is, can I sell this? 
right if i buy yeah, it for sure so like there's a lot of stuff like you know i i had a a lesser known um uh two-stage reverb pedal that is it was a really great pedal but i i lost money on it because nobody knows the company you know so it's like it's only as good as what you can sell it for as far as i'm concerned um yeah and so it's like you can scream at the top of your lungs no you all don't understand this pedal's amazing but well if nobody's gonna give you the money for it then it doesn't matter so so the whole idea of like oh i want something obscure okay fine go ahead go for it and you know good luck selling it yeah if, but if you're you buying it for yourself it. like I, you I see those I, posts all the all the time that are like oh here's a this is a such and such clone and it's a it's got all these extra benefits and it's low noise and all this stuff, but it's like, I don't, I don't want your, you know, I don't know what I'm getting. Right. 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 It's the same way with buying. It's basically like buying a parts caster. Like, yes. Build, yes. build a parts caster for yourself, but don't, don't expect to buy one and, and then sell it later, you know? Right. It's kind of hit or miss too, though. Cause like sometimes you want stuff that's not, I mean, I don't know. I I do think about resell too, but sometimes it's like I'm willing to take a risk on something if it seems really cool. Like if I'm losing a little yeah. bit of money on it, like I don't feel like I have to make everything back every time. Um, yeah, but, I, mean, I mean, me too. But as far as like the J and Strymon thing goes, I wonder if like if part of that is just him, because I feel like Josh is like kind of newish right he was he came from like the gear great guy the p-dubs place so i wonder if part of that is just him like moving out of that forum into like a broader forum where people value other stuff mm. and just seeing different pictures but i don't oh, know because yeah, i yeah. posted like on our instagram i posted a picture of a jhs pedal and it got so many likes <laughs> then i also posted like the chase yeah. thing and that got even more but I feel like Chase Bliss is kind of in some ways like the new Strymon. Yeah. Which well, plus blasphemy like, to some people, but whatever. But I think Chase Bliss also like uh, the Chase Bliss guy is like very likable. Yeah, exactly. And he's like super Josh, like, like Josh Scott, well, like Strymon. Like, I don't know who Mr. Strymon is, you know, or Mr. Yeah, exactly. Strymon. Uh, and like Josh Scott is kind of divisive, honestly, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, people have very strong feelings about him one way or the other, but like, I've never yeah, heard anyone sure. say anything negative about, and I'm forgetting his name, but the chase plus guy, you know, um, Joel Corti, um, Cordy, I think it's Cordy. Yeah. Like he seems like a very likable guy, you know? Um, yeah. And he's I'm very sure much that, like the face of the brand. Yeah, exactly. So I think that goes a long way. I mean, it's like, it's like, how we are with the Pelotar on a smaller scale, you know, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that it, that we kind of know Leon and like, it makes, yeah. Like much he's, cooler. he's a cool guy and he's not, he's not always trying to show his stuff and he's not a super guy. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, really super chill guy. I, love and, I do love that yeah. pedal, by the way. It's every time. Yeah. So that's, that's an example of one that like I didn't even consider resale value when I bought it. Um, right. 
because I'm never going to sell it, but also like, yeah. So I, I think, yeah, to your point, sometimes you do buy pedals and you, and it's sort of a gamble thinking like, Hey, I might really strike it rich on this one and find something I really want, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I think there is like, there is a certain appeal now, maybe more than there used to be of having pedals. And I think maybe some of it is like, uh, like kind of attention whoring of, having a pedal that isn't labeled in any way or that's a one-off so that people will ask you about it, you know? Yeah. Or like a pedal like, that you oh, universally that? hated. And then you're like, no, I love it. And I, yeah. Like I having a metal zone on your, on your board or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Like Diaz jokes about his volume pedal, uh, but like it right. legitimately gets like tons of clicks because of, uh, <laughs> his is the one that says like totally lost or I got this one. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's it's kind of along those, it's kind of along those same lines of like trying to get people to ask you questions about it or, or, you know, make comments about it. Ask me about my pedals. So maybe that's not, maybe no one's doing that like consciously, but I think it has that effect, you know, when you have lesser known pedals for sure. Yeah, totally. Like even posting my board, I got a comment like, Oh, that's a really cool, uh, Pelotar color. And of course, like, oh yeah, I didn't think about that before I posted it, but of course I like posted the picture of the thing that says Cole Duke version, you know, <laughs> to remind everyone how cool I am. Of course. <laughs> so I'm part of the problem is what I'm saying. Speaking of Pelican. So I'm part of the problem. <laughs> Leon says, when should you sell gear? And I think the correct answer is always. Always. <laughs> no, honestly, that's like my, that's been Never like own my crisis. Never you're late. not willing to sell. Agreed. Yeah, that's the cool thing. Do you have a guitar? Do you have a guitar that you wouldn't sell that you have like a sentimental attachment to or that you just like too much? I have a guitar that my wife bought me that I probably wouldn't sell. Um, But if someone offered me like a ton of money for it, I probably would. (laughs) Yeah, like I wouldn't sell it for any amount that anyone would be willing to pay. Right. I guess is the way I would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So have you guys seen heat? It's like an Epiphone. Someone's like, here's two thousand dollars it'd be like thank you yeah of course sorry honey your wife would be mad at you for not taking that deal right exactly have you guys have seen, you seen heat? um yeah heat with de niro um, and pacino no i don't think so you haven't you haven't seen it no i know what it is but i've never seen <laughs> sorry. it we really shot okay, well, we really uh <laughs> okay didn't well, yes the, and the, we didn't yes and very well it doesn't matter doesn't matter. The point is, in the movie Heat, uh-huh. Robert De Niro says, I don't have anything in my life that I can't walk away from in 15 minutes. Mm. And I kind of feel that way about gear. Or at least I, I believe that we should feel that way about gear. Yeah, I could see that. I do feel that way. Although, yeah, only for money. <laughs> right. Well, of course. Like, I wouldn't so just I... want to walk away from it. I don't mean light on fire. Yeah. So I still have the first, like the first nice acoustic guitar I bought when I was in high school. And I don't think I'd sell that. Actually, I think I'd be less likely to sell my acoustic than, than that other guitar I mentioned. Yeah. I don't know why that like the gear, the, the gear obsession for me doesn't extend over into acoustics. It's like, I find one that I like and then it's like, Oh, why would I get a different one? This one is good. Yeah. 
They're not super so. trendy. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's why mm-hmm. they don't mm-hmm. acoustic guitars aren't don't move the same way. They don't move the same way. A lot of people on the on our group have suggested that we kill Phil, which is I think inappropriate and sad. <laughs> Both well, I only saw the first two people, but the first two people had the same uh responses to the Mary Mary Boff kill is how I've heard it. Is that a uh, British thing? I guess that's the British Mary, version. Mary yeah. kiss and kill. Yeah, that's that's the one I'm familiar with as far as that's like, the Christian version. Yeah. That's the that's Burnigan the version. version. The Burnigan version. <laughs> the Burnigan version. <laughs> no one wants uh, Matt, me. everyone wants to marry Cole. Right. Matt Waltz brought up a couple a couple funny sort of myths to dispel, but I mostly just wanted to say his name properly, Matt Waltz. Matt Waltz. I'm pretty um, sure I knew it was Waltz, and I said Waltz as a yeah, joke. Yeah, I think. But yeah, I think you were the one who was. I I was wrong. Matt Waltz. Fuzz and distortion are basically the same thing, though, aren't they? How dare you! I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they're just they're both just distortion and overdrive, uh-huh. all the same. Yeah. And then he talks about how gain, uh, but, but he brings up the fact that I saw this post in the other group, which is kind of interesting. He says, lower gain preamp tubes don't give you more clean headroom, but yeah, someone posted in another group of, they had like some Benson amp or some super high end amp and they wanted to change out one of the preamp tubes because their guitar had fairly hot pickups and he wanted more clean headroom. And it's like, there are just so many things wrong with that. I have no the, idea the what, premise of that question. what those things are. Yeah. Oh, man. How, would not a lower gain preamp tube give you more clean headroom? No, like the only thing that's going to give you more clean headroom is your output transformers, pretty much. Mm. Yeah, duh. I mean, it'll it'll <laughs> it'll make your it won't give you more clean headroom because clean headroom is like uh you know louder volume but cleaner. It will it will just make it quieter so it'll make it cleaner but it'll you know you can also mm. do that by turning your volume knob down a little bit interesting okay that makes sense okay gain is Rich an increase in volume often but not always applied before a clipping circuit distortion yeah i mean okay. gain gain doesn't imply any kind of any level of distortion that gain is just a universal term for level basically Mm. But in guitar amps, it you know that's what it's come to. But know. it's like preamp volume, basically, right or no? Not, is that? But don't you not think, necessarily. Don't you think it implies is, that that like gain is just gain a very gen- means means yeah. like that there's a level of grit that comes with an escalation. Don't well, you whether think that's that what actually means that it means that now. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it's come to be known as with with guitars, but gain in any other setting is just a generic term, you mm. know, for for like for level signal level. But but yeah. why is it that like there are some, and I mean I'm just I don't I'm not being argumentative. I'm just curious because I know I've seen like PA's and stuff where there's like a there's a level, and then there's also a gain, like there is on amps, and 
it kind of does the same thing, but I don't know why you would want to do that with like a vocal, you know? Well, it depends. So like, like it depends on where a level is taking place. Like you might, for example, the input gain on a mic preamp, you want it to be high enough to where it's not clipping. Cause if it's, but so you don't want it too high to where it's clipping, but you don't want it too low to where you're getting noise. Um, so like that level of gain at your mic preamp, that would be adjusted differently than like your output gain, which would be after everything's all mixed and being sent out, you know? So it's, there's gain applied at different stages inside of a, you know, signal processor or a mixer or whatever it is. So it's more like, and then like a volume. It's just level. But for example, if you turned, if you had your mic preamps turned down really low and then you amplify the signal after that, then you're just amplifying your noise. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Like the same thing. With, it's like the same thing with plugging your, your phone into the aux input and turning your phone volume down and turning the stereo volume up. It's and just that at noise, some point know? it became cool to, to push it into clipping. Yes. Cause I, the reason, so then it was like the higher you can push the gain, the more clipping you get. So then like a high gain and yeah, is but, just something that you could clip more and more. seems like, again, that's, like that's not like how it, how it came to mean what it means in the guitar world. Yeah. Potentially. Mm. Because like I, um, originally people didn't like overdriving an amp was not a cool thing. And then somehow it became cool. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. saw a band years ago. I was, when I was uh, a youth leader, I was, went and saw one of my high school kids bands play and somebody else's band, high school band uh, playing that night. <laughs> the guy, the singer brought his own PA because he liked the way the gain, he would do that thing, but with his vo vocals. So he could get this, like this distortion for his voice when he's, when he did his screamo stuff into the mic. <laughs> and it was basically, oh my gosh. they were basically a Chevelle cover band. It's <laughs> oh. <laughs> terrible. It was amazing. Oh my gosh. I was like, okay, this guy, I'm, I'm sure. So now he's probably like in his early thirties. And I wonder like, if he thinks back on, man, I was in a Chevelle cover band. Of all the bands to be a cover band for. Right. Yeah, exactly. Man. That's funny. Chevelle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that a car? Well, yes. And yeah. in fact, I, I, I heard somewhere that they, when they got their start, they're like, let's name our band after that car that we think is so cool. And then they got big <laughs> or, you know, big enough to people asking, so where's your name from? And they're like, uh, it's, we thought the car was cool. I can't imagine. I can't imagine someone to know the band name and not the car. Well, I know, but you'd yeah. expect that it would be like, please tell me it's not because you named it after the car. And they're like, no, yeah, exactly. Like, we tell me there's a car. better. Tell me there's a better story than that. Right. I mean, that's a yeah, my, good enough reason, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like band names like are. You think it would be like in general. You'd think it would be like, oh, that was you know 
that was the car we had that we'd lug all our gear around when we were just starting out or whatever, yeah. not just right. It was cool. Right. Do you, have sounds you, good. Do you guys re- remember the band Hoobastank? Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know why they have that name? No. No. Again, I don't know if this is, I mean, I, I believe this is true that uh, they, when they started playing, which was in high school, they used to say to each other uh, when someone would uh, uh, would fart, they would say, Hooba stank, as in whose butt stank. And they thought they were hilarious. And then they thought, this is an awesome band name. Name their band and name. And then they got huge. Name, <laughs> and then they got huge. And then that's still their stupid band name because they can't change it after they get big. Yeah. Like nobody ever thinks. Like Toad, Toad the Wet Sprocket was one of my favorite bands, and that and it was the same way. Toad the Wet Sprocket's from like an old Monty Python skit, I think, and they just like chose it because they had to have a name. And then I feel like I've heard that story from lots there, of people, like, which is funny. Yeah, once it's there, you can't you yeah. can't change it because like nobody plans right. on right. nobody plans on being popular, you know. Popular, right. I know. Or the ones that do aren't the ones who actually get popular. Right. Yeah. The one who spend years focusing on what's going to be the best band name. Those guys never make <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> you do. Yeah, they're not the ones who make it. <laughs> hey, guys. Yes. I think Gear Slam is a great name and we're going to make it. I believe in <laughs> I know. That's cuz we changed our name. <laughs> oh, damn it. We changed our name. Any yeah. podcast yeah. with numbers in the name is just not going to work out. Yeah. Mm. Although they they do have the benefit of being alphabetized at the beginning, depending on how you're True. alphabetizing. But in my podcast app, they're always at the top. Yeah. Mm. Well, numbers. It's kind of unfair. Deuteronomy. <laughs> Joshua. Judges. Judges and Ruth. Hezekiah. Joshua judges Ruth. Hezekiah's Samuel and Kings Chronicles. Action letter to the Romans. First and second Timothy. Galatians and Ephesians. Okay. Hebrew. James. Thanks for Galatians, my Thanks favorite. For friendship. Thanks for friendship. Thanks for friendship. Co. Schneider. Thanks for nothing. <laughs>